Welcome to our backyard. This is the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We are two friends having a discussion after everyone else has passed out or gone to bed. Grab a drink and listen as we discuss everything from automation, space exploration, and why the meaning of life is 42. From nearly every sci-fi, from Doctor Who to Star Trek, Time and space manipulation is somehow involved. The ability to warp space to travel faster, or to use a phenomenon to travel through time, and everything in between, has been used in all sorts of science fiction. The authors of these tales come up with new and intriguing reasonings on how it's possible to do so in the worlds that they build. Quantum drives, gravitons, and time crystals. Turns out, there may be some truth to the fiction. A new state of matter called time crystals is making some headlines and warping the physics world. But before we jump into the world of physics and the possible future time crystals might bring, Nick, how are you and what are you drinking? Not enough to talk about time crystals in a somewhat serious manner, but I am drinking some rogue winter ale. What about you? I'm drinking some Tito's vodka and unfortunately all the ice is melt and the vodka is starting to warm up a little bit, so... It's appropriate. I drag you through hell, and now I'm going through hell. But we are back in the realm of physics and mathematics. And usually, I feel warm and cozy in this area. But time crystals put me outside time and space I'm used to. <laughs> See what I did there, Nick? No, I got it. It took me a minute. I didn't. I thought you were just doing like a transition, and then I realized it was a pun. <laughs> well, I have slightly talked about time crystals before in episode State of Matter, but... Much has changed since that episode's release. I don't know about you, Nick, but when I hear the phrase time crystals, I think of two avenues, science fiction or hocus pocus hippie stuff. And for a long time, that is where time crystals lived until 2012. In 2012, a Frank Wilczek, a professor at MIT, was teaching a class and came up with the example of repeating structure, not just in three dimensions, but four. You see, many of us, myself included, have the bad habit of thinking in only three dimensions. X, Y, Z. Left, right, up, down, forward, back. But this fourth dimension, a variable used in everything and influences our everyday life, time, is often left out. So Frank Wilczek thought of a crystal that wasn't just repeatable structure, but also repeatable in time. At first, this was just a thought experiment, then grew to a theory, and... By 2016, a time crystal was first identified. In four years, it went from an idea in physics to a proven phase of matter. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I've ever heard of a theory becoming true so fast in physics world before. Time crystals went from science fiction to theory at an extremely fast pace. But what is a time crystal? How can something be patternistic throughout time? Let us start with what a crystal is. Okay, good, because I thought you were asking me. Nick, I know I know better now. If it's not trees, I'm not asking you. Good. Okay, I'm glad we, glad we got that sorted out. Well, Webster has crystal defined as a body that is formed by the solidification of a chemical element, a compound, or mixture that has a regular repeating arrangement of its atoms. What does that mean in layman terms? It means a structure has a pattern. A pattern in the same in multiple directions, if not every direction. An easy example to think about is salt. Plain old common table salt. Salt is composed of sodium chloride. Two elements. And how those elements bond together 
creates a pattern. Sodium, then chlorine, sodium, then chlorine, over and over and over again. In every direction. You can cut a little slice, it'll look the same if you cut a slice somewhere over there. That's an example of a crystal. It's the same with a diamond, which is made of one element, carbon. But there is a repeating structure of how it's formed all throughout the diamond. And that's what a crystal pretty much is. So that gives us a crystal of the time crystals. So that's three out of the four dimensions. So what about this time thingy? Time. She is a cruel mistress, and scientists still don't fully understand it. But there are no physics laws saying that time has to be exactly linear. So what does that have to do with time crystals? Well, it has to do with a pattern. But not what is the pattern, as we saw with crystals or salt, but when is the pattern? Time crystals are a state of matter that is consistently repeating a motion in time with no external input. Sort of. What the hell does that sentence mean? It means time crystals never find a state of motionless. Their equilibrium is stable at being ever-changing. Think about a ball. If I were to roll a ball down a hill, eventually it'll come to a stop. It's stable position. It'll be with no kinetic energy is on it and it's not moving. Nature and everything in nature likes to find the path of least resistance, looking the route to use the least amount of energy and to be calm. Everything comes to a stop except time crystals. Time crystals are already at its lowest energy state and it does not stop moving. It can't go any lower, so it can't lose any energy, so it's constantly in motion, motion without energy. No, this is not perpetual motion, and it does not break the laws of thermodynamics. The reason why is because time crystals do not break the laws of physics. In one, it cannot produce work without energy source. And secondly, because time crystals had an quantum level, basic rules of quantum mechanics prevent it from becoming stuck. So another spec to think about is time crystals are moving, but we can't use it to create energy. So it doesn't break the laws of physics. And because it's in quantum mechanic world, the quantum realm is a little bit different than normal Newtonian physics. So it has a little bit different rules. All this means that time crystals are moving, but moving in a way we cannot gain energy without putting in energy. Hence, thermodynamics is maintained. But how are they moving? Well, time crystals move in much like a crystal moves throughout space, at a pattern. A great and easy example of how time crystals are moving is this. Imagine five cards from a deck of cards. Red, black, red, black, red. Now let's say three of the cards are face down and two are facing up. Doesn't matter where they're faced up, where they're face down. Just think about it in your head. Now imagine at a point in time the cards that are face down will flip to be up, and the cards that are face down will flip up, all on their own. Then, at the same interval, will flip again, and they'll do that over and over again. They have a pattern in time, without an external energy being added to flip the card over. They are doing it themselves. Now, here's the caveat to that. They are sorta doing it to themselves. I'll explain. Currently, the way we discovered time crystals was man making them. You arrange them, then study them, and then if you hit them with the laser, they flip, and then flip back. Nick, you might say, well, Mike, it's obvious. The, la the laser's making them flip. Well, yes, but at the same time, no. You see, the laser's not losing any energy while being shot through the time crystal, which means the time crystal's not absorbing any energy. Also, the time crystals don't flip back and forth in line with the laser being shot at it. 
So let's say this, Nick. If I were to shoot a laser at you, you would spin around. But you would spin around on your own accord. So it's not as soon as the wavelength hits the time crystal or the wavelength of the laser hits you. It's whenever the time crystal has chosen of its own interval to flip back and forth. Hence why it's kind of doing it on their own, but it's also stimulated for the man-made time crystals. Okay, so I I just want to go out and say I don't understand this. So I what you're okay, what you're saying is the time shooting the laser the time crystal has an effect on the time crystal, but it's not losing any energy and the crystal's not reacting because of it. It's just choosing to react from the stimuli not being forced to. No. But you're pretty damn close. Okay, because that didn't make any sense to me. So let's say, let's keep with our analogy with the cards. Say I have a king of hearts in my hand or in your hand, and the king is facing you. On the other side is a laser. The laser shoots through it. Laser keeps going through and keeps going. And then we say one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, it flips. The card flips not because it's absorbing energy, because it doesn't absorb any energy, and not because the wavelength. So a laser works with light, like a sound wave, up and down, up and down, just a normal wave. But if I shot it for three seconds, the time crystal, the card, might flip 10 seconds later, might flip 20 seconds later, might flip 100 seconds later. Even if, the la- if, you- if I just shot a laser, one, two, three, turned it off, eventually... At some point, the time crystal will flip. It's not directly correlated with the amplitude, the period, or the energy level of a laser. Now, we know it's not losing any energy because we're absorbing the laser that comes through it. So it's not absorbing any energy. It has nothing to do with the wavelength itself. So not the amplitude, not the period, not the frequency. But it's somehow stimulating it enough that the time crystal at a period that has once the laser even stopped, once the laser is still going, that it chooses that it'll flip. Does that make a little bit more sense? Yes and no. Okay. Okay. Like, I, I understand all the words that you're saying. And I understand the effect. Like, nothing you're saying doesn't make sense to me, but I just cannot put them together to create a logical right. here's sense. A, here's a simple analogy. Say, say... Your significant other tells you to take out the trash. Well, eventually you'll take you don't ha- you won't take out the trash that second, but at your own accord you'll eventually take out the trash. And and that I understand. I guess the part I don't understand is the how how there is a there is simultaneously a reaction without like a reaction. Yeah, either do either do scientists. Yeah, we're still <laughs> this is again made in 2012 was the first theory and proven in 2016. So this is all a brand new field. And here's the fun part, Nick. I can make it a little bit more complicated. Yay! Time crystals might actually do this all on their own without a laser or stimulation. The only problem is trying to observe it. Simply observing something changes the outcome, no matter what it is. But it's especially true when it comes to the quantum world. The moment you try to watch something in the quantum world, the rules quickly start to break down and the results change. So time crystals interact and flip-flop on their own, but to absorb them, to observe them, we hit them with a specific laser. Only, we don't know what the laser is doing. We just know the laser's not losing energy, no mass, the wavelength is not flipping the states in time crystals, 
In short, a time crystal is a state of matter at the quantum level that is uniform in structure at its lowest level and is naturally flipping symmetrically throughout time and we don't know why. But Nick, you're probably thinking to yourself, why should I care about this, Mike? How is this important to me? I think about that a lot. <laughs> well, the year 2022 has been a breakout year for time crystals. Yeah, Different that's companies. probably what this year's most known for. Is it bad that I'm, that's what I think of this year? <laughs> Probably, but continue. So different universities and different companies have been experimenting with time crystals, causing this new field, this new state of matter to grow exponentially. From Google to Lancaster University, new growth is being added to time crystals. Recently, two time crystals were connected together, which is big news. For we know that time crystals is on isolated state of matter and can be amplified with quantity. The time crystals in these two connections don't have to line up, meaning the, set, the systems can be separate but connected. So correlation without causation. So think about the deck of cards, the five, you know, some face down, face up, and another one face up, face down. They will be able to communicate each other but still flip on their own. Which means time crystals can interact with other things without destroying its quantum state. Which gets to the most important part why it might be important to you, Nick. Time crystals may be used to build a new type of quantum computer. Or to bring the quantum computer to the everyday person. Scientists are experimenting with time crystals and quantum computers. To use time crystals as a checks and balance in the system, so to speak. I'm not going to go quietly into it, but quantum computing uses a quibit, which is more of a complex one and zero that your computer uses. But just to save us time, quantum computers still have errors. Anything man-made will always have errors. Time crystals may be that missing piece to smooth out the rough spots in quantum computers to make them more accurate and more feasible. Along with that, something I found the most fascinating, time crystals may be the catalyst to the missing piece to bring quantum computers to everyday life rather than laboratory. You see, time crystals have a unique property when it comes to the quantum world. Time crystals can exist at room temperature. Once again, you might ask, well, why the fuck does that matter? Well, it's simple. Most things in extreme physics and extreme nature only exist in those things, extreme. Only usually lab-made created, super cold, super hot, I don't know about you, Nick, but I don't have tanks of liquid nitrogen just floating around everywhere. So room temperature is kind of my everyday life. But a room temperature in the scientific world is a magical phrase, which means it has a chance of going to everyday use. Quantum computers currently need specific conditions. Extreme cold is one of those conditions. Time crystals may be the additive to allow quantum computers to operate at room temperature, which means a quantum computer can go from the lab to your home. And so for all the dum-dums out there, uh, including myself, what does that mean for me? Like, does that mean I can run better graphics on my Xbox? Like, I mean, Excel seems pretty fine for my purposes. I guess I'm just not sure what that means. Imagine, imagine you traveled back in time to when the abacus was first invented. And then you show the person who invented the abacus a cell phone. That would be the same as when a quantum computer comes around. Our current technology will look like the abacus to the cell phone. 
I mean, I believe it. I'm just trying to theorize here. Like, what what does that mean exactly? Like, what do you think? What what usage are you excited for? Like, just I'm just trying to grasp knowledge. So now memory can be smaller, so you can fit more into a closed system. The amount of speed it can do will be faster. So we can now have AIs run through thousands of different types of combinations for medicine and come up with one. With security, it'll be much harder to be hacked because the quantum realm is a closed loop system. It should be better security, more information, everything faster, quicker. It's just it's just streamlined. It's like comparing a F-15 jet to a bipedal airplane. It's like, yeah, it's the same kind of idea, but just so much better. And I guess the biggest thing for me would be in the scientific and engineering world. We might be able to solve problems we've never been able to solve before. We might be able to run simulations we've never simulated before. We might be able to find answers that have been plaguing humanity forever. So the sky's the limit. Sky is the limit. Again, it's imagine, imagine giving a caveman a cell phone how much quicker he would advance. All right, let me rephrase that. Imagine giving a uh, a caveman the access to Wikipedia and he can read it. How much faster humanity would have grown. Yeah, I just feel like the caveman would use that cell phone to look up porn. Uh, Yes, there'll probably be quantum porn, which... What does that even mean? You say it like this is a thing that most people know. What does that mean? (laughs) I I don't know, but I would... Uh, but I also know it's like um, it's just like you get your porn faster and it might be more complex and you might be better quality and it might be it might be able to generate porn specifically to your needs at real time. So it's like with a quantum computer, I mean, technically, you might be able to make a deep fake and fit and write down or visit or vocally say what you want to do and it will create it before your eyes so you could literally say uh nick cut down tree but obviously in a porn version and it would literally find your image create your image create your model and then create and cut down a tree all all looking exactly real i mean i guess I, i don't think it's exactly like that but that makes it a lot easier with quantum computers cool well i was just trying to figure out where technology is going it's going to get real fast real scary real quick but that's that's time crystals at the moment an idea within a decade was a new field of study and i was being experimented with which again could change our everyday lives it meant like secure cyber security military expectations uh just your everyday use your algorithms everything the future the unknown it's scary it's also exciting. And you know who knows? What science fiction may jump from the page to the real world next? I have no idea. But this actually excites me, Nick. And this gives me a little bit of hope in humanity. That being said, thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We rarely finish a podcast without missing a point we wanted to bring up, so let us know what we forgot. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know at Backyard Philosophy on Instagram and Backyard Philosophy Podcast on Facebook.